I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kind of Cute. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Bailey Evan, and we are discussing the cut articles and a little bit of my own pop culture flair thrown in, if I do say so myself. Before we really get into the new articles out this week, I wanted to give you all some updates from my previous episodes. So first of all, I have not gotten a sample of Rihanna's Killian Love Don't Be Shy perfume yet. I hope I get one soon because I will update you on how it smells and I am brutally honest when it comes to scents. But I have looked into capitalism's appropriation of Megan Thee Stallion's term hot girl summer and I have some things to say. First of all, I would like to give myself a pat on the back because Wendy's did in fact use hot girl summer to talk about their lemonade as I predicted. So what happened was specifically someone tweeted, Wendy's lemonade is amazing and Wendy's tweeted back, the official drink of hot girl summer. (sighs) Okay, again, I just wanted to pat myself on the back for that. And I wanted to fill you guys in on how other big corporations appropriated this term. Forever 21 sent out an email with the subject line, feeling hot girl summer, spelled S-U-M-M-A-H, which honestly, sorry Forever 21, love you boo, but that's stupid. Maybelline tweeted, summer 19 in three words, hot girl summer, period, with a T. That feels wildly out of touch considering they're using two memes. It still just feels really outdated and weird. I'm sorry, Maybelline. Love your mascara. I will never stop using your mascara, except I kind of cheat on you with L'Oreal sometimes, but whatever. I will never go to those high-end mascaras when I have my drugstore. Booze. But most importantly, I uncovered how Duolingo appropriated the phrase. They tweeted out a series of pictures of their mascot, which is a little stuffed green owl, in different countries, and the treat read, Duo's Hot Girl Summer. So I guess Duo is the name of the owl, and this just makes my head hurt. Like, it's it's worse than I thought it was, but what can you say? And Megan Thee Stallion's actually coming out with a song titled Hot Girl Summer this upcoming Friday, so I'm sure we can look forward to a lot of Instagram thoughties, and I say that in the most endearing way, using lyrics from it to caption their party shots this weekend. Just something to look forward to. Uh, unfortunately, Jessica Verone has not gotten back to me about her voyage of, upon the Mayorcraft, uh, John Mayer's Green Speedo adventure, so that's uh, mildly disappointing to say the least. Jessica, if for some reason you stumble across this podcast, I just am dying to have you on it to speak about your adventures on the Mayorcraft. Did you see John Mayer in person in the Speedo? I have to know. That wraps up our updates from this week, so let's get on to the new articles. The first one, Victoria's Secret has hired an openly trans model for the first time by Hannah Gold. So this is awesome, and congrats to Valentino Sampaio, but this feels so shady on the part of Victoria's Secret, because there have been rumors and models openly stating that the VS fashion show isn't happening this year, and notably, Carly Quas. Carly Kloss quit the company because their values didn't align with hers. And their CEO was quite obviously a disgusting asshole stepped down. And then their chief marketing exec also just stepped down two days ago. Uh, what a kawinky dink, especially considering he's the one who said as follows. Shouldn't you have transsexuals in the show? No, no, I don't think we should. Well, why not? Because the show is a fantasy. It's a 42-minute entertainment special. That's what it is. Uh, So all of this, the hiring of Valentina, seems like some very well-placed 
and major PR and image control. And at the end of the day, I think having more transgender representation, no matter where it comes from or why it happens, is a good thing. Any sort of minority community representation in the mainstream media is a good thing. And so at least this has a good outcome. But it's just so kind of gross that it's coming from the fact that it's clearly Victoria's Secret trying to cover their ass. And I would just like to say that I'm so happy I discovered Aries underwear. I will actually link the specific underwear of theirs that I love in an upcoming legit shit post on my blog. Check it out at baileyevan.com. Because uh, I think they're so much better than Victoria's Secrets underwear. And I used to be a loyal VS underwear follower. But Aries is better. Don't give your money to this gross corporation. And I'm also guilty of watching the Victoria's Secret fashion show. I like the musical performances. What can I say? I like the million dollar bra. But honestly, I'm so over them now. I really hope that this fashion show is not happening. And I hope maybe they're becoming a little more self-aware and this isn't just a whole PR cover-up. Because I hope it, I just hope it's coming from a place of good and not disgusting corporate money grab. But I guess that's where everything comes from these days. Moving on. What the hell is a friendship ceremony by Amanda Arnold? So this article states that a report from the publication called The Sun stated that the couple had a ceremony in front of an Elvis impersonator at the Little Vegas Chapel in Las Vegas. I'm so sorry. I didn't even say who this was about. This is about... Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson. Uh, this, so this all appears to be true, but it wasn't a wedding ceremony, a source told E! News. Instead, it was something called a friendship ceremony, which sounds fake, but it's not. According to the chapel, which advertises these famous ceremonies on its website, they're for people who are not ready to tie the knot, but want to do something special and exciting while in Las Vegas. Those are in quotes, so I guess that's exactly what it says on their website. And I'm just going to pat myself on the back again for the second time this episode because I also predicted a wedding between Ashley Benson and Cara Delevingne. And while this is not technically a wedding, I mean, it's close enough, right? I stand by the fact that their actual wedding will probably happen in fall 2020. And I think celebs are super into this multiple ceremonies nowadays. I mean, because why not? They have the money. They have the ability to do it. I think Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas, and actually Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra were a perfect example of this, having multiple ceremonies. And notably, Sophie and Joe had a Vegas ceremony that Diplo was at. I mean, it's weird as hell, but like, if I was a celeb, shit, I would do the same ass thing. I'd be having some weird, weird wedding ceremonies going down. I'd have like an alien-themed one um, where everyone could wear metallic and glitter face, and then I'd have like a classy, more restrained one, but like still a little bit trashy, you know? So fully behind this. I'm standing by my predictions. Mark it down now. Put it in your calendar. Let's even make it a little more specific. I'm going to go with an October, um, like a weekend around October 6th, for their wedding in 2020. I'm not sure where the weekend falls in 2020, but that's what I'm putting my money on. Okay, on to our next article. Bradley Cooper helps Katy Perry get far from the shallow by Hannah Gold. Okay, I know this article, I'm sorry, I know this podcast is about the cut, but I've just got to read y'all the Daily Mail's headline because it's honestly one of their best I've ever read and they have some good ones. So here it goes. A star is torn. Shipwrecked Katy Perry gets a hand from Bradley Cooper after getting stuck on dinghy while vacationing with Oprah and Meghan Markle's new BFF, Edward Ininfull, on Barry Diller's 
$200 million ship EOS after Google Camp. Wowie, zowie, that was a mouthful. That was more famous names than I've ever read in one sentence. And the pictures are even better. So I'm going to direct you away from the cut for a second and tell you to Google this on Daily Mail and look up this article. They make some really nice puns on the pictures, like Oprah rocks as Oprah's stepping over rocks. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful piece of journalism. So let's read what the cut had to say. Stars, they're just like us discombobulated bipeds that were never meant to take to the sea, except they have yachts. Oh, the cut, you're so clever. And then it says, Katy Perry was loading herself on a dinghy when her body became awkwardly squished on the tiny sea craft, and she managed to get herself stuck. Luckily, Bradley Cooper, not a man to forget the lyrics to Shallow or the gallant lessons the song imparts, was there to help Perry out of her precarious position so that the dinghy could move far from the shallows and back to a $200 million yacht. Oprah was there too, laughing. She and Gail King later headed to a different boating monstrosity. The Daily Mail reports that the celebs had just completed their three-day session at Google Camp in Sicily, an extravagant retreat where powerful, healthy, and famous people think about climate change and chill. Not possible for most of us to do both at once. Page Six reported that 200 stars enlisted 114 gas-guzzling private jets just to get to the camp where they partied on mega yachts and were treated to the musical stylings of Coldplay. What a delight. And I don't think the the cut discussed this, but these pics were also great because you see later pics of just Orlando Bloom like in the water, like swimming around, doing nothing to help Katie. And I'm never one to want to shame a woman's outfit, especially when you're on vacay and you're just trying to be cute and comfy. But Katie's outfit is not looking cute. It's She's kind of got a wedgie the whole time. It's It looks like an unfortunate juicy outfit. And you guys know I love a juicy outfit. It's just, it, it doesn't have it going on. I do like her little straw visor though. And I am in the market for one of those if y'all have a good recommendation. And uh, I just, I love the colliding of worlds in this. Like, if you had asked me five years ago if I thought that, A, Katy Perry would be engaged slash married to Orlando Bloom and then on a yacht with Oprah, I mean, I know there's wilder things that happen, but it's really the mashup I didn't know I needed in my life, and now I'm so glad I do because I'm also wondering where Oprah stands on Taylor Swift. And now I know that Katy and Taylor have famously kind of rekindled their friendship, but you know, you let's be honest with ourselves here. This was a PR move for Katie and Taylor. Do we really think these girls are like giggling over their baked goods in Taylor's Tribeca apartment? No. And I just had this feeling that Orlando, that Orlando and Oprah have thoughts on Taylor. I wish there was just a podcast that could somehow get all of celebs' honest reactions on Taylor Swift because I feel like she's one of those celebrities that people just have thoughts on. There's so many celebrities I think that people are just like, oh, whatever, take it or leave it, I don't really care. But with her, it's like, you know, you know Oprah has thoughts. I bet Meghan Markle does too. And honestly, I feel really ignorant that I don't know Meghan Markle's new BFF, Edward Innifel, that was also on this yacht. Uh, again, this just gives me some homework to do and some things to look forward to. Mm. And then I also would just like to add, as one of our last articles to discuss today, this is a special request from my friend, Verge. Hi, Verge. This one's for you, honey. Uh, 
It's a Dear Polly article, and I have to say I love these. They're by Heather Haverleski. She does them every week. I think she's a genius, brilliant writer. And a lot of them are serious in tone and really people seeking out some self-help and just help in life in general. And this one, (laughs) it's just, it's so crazy. Like I almost think it's fake. But then as I got into the comment section, apparently this is a real thing. So to give you the gist of the article, someone writes into the Dear Polly and says she has a severe allergy to mushrooms. She's literally been hospitalized for it, will die from inhaling mushrooms, doesn't even, you know, can't get close to them and breathe them in. And her in-laws, seemingly to spite her, would make special mushroom dishes. And her husband says that before, like, he got with his wife, his family never really ate mushrooms. They made mashed potatoes with, like, a special mushroom powder in it. And, you know, Heather was taking issue with this mushroom powder, but I have to say that TJ Maxx, TJ Maxx, oh my God, Trader Joe's makes this stuff called umami mushroom powder, and people are really into that these days. So I don't think this is so far-fetched, but... It's just the fact that she literally said she could die from mushrooms, and it seems like they're going out of their way to put mushrooms in her food, which mm, it, it, it's kind of gross. It's, it's, it's kind of scary. Like, she could have legit died from that mushroom powder. And, like, I almost feel like they had to have known because otherwise why would they even told her that the mushroom powder was in the mashed potatoes? It's like they wanted to spite her. So Heather went off and people will, people will write her saying just like despicable things they've done. But I'm telling you, Heather has never got so heated as she did over these mushrooms. And I see where she's coming from. And she says, the cause of this rift is truly terrible human beings. Your letter is a pitch for a dark comedy on premium cable. I wish I could follow these people around with cameras all day long. And I know I say this on this podcast a lot that like what I would give to be a fly on the wall and like what I would do to give inside people's mind. But this really is like, do they just hate this chick that much? Not only do I want to know these in-laws because like clearly they're psychotic and sociopaths, but what is up with this girl? Like, is she truly just a victim here or is she secretly psycho to the point where they're so adamant? Like to me, this is them so clearly trying to get their son to break up with this woman that these are the lengths they're going to. I would even wager that maybe they're lying about the mushroom powder. Like, they're just trying to shit on this girl, get her scared. But now it's gone to the point where the husband, he hasn't even have a relationship with his in-laws anymore over this. So, you know, Heather slash Polly's advice was, they are the worst, the absolute worst. Send a doctor's letter and tell your husband to write down his feelings in a letter to them if it will bring you both closure. But after that, put them behind you and don't look back. But I'm telling you, there's more to this story. Like, I would love to have someone on the podcast who has had an in-law effectively trying to poison them with their food. And I don't get this. Like, if people say they're genuinely allergic to something, why would you doubt them? Like, it's true that people have a lot of weird-ass allergies. I know people who are allergic to, like, apples and weird things. Weird things that when I was younger, I didn't know people could be allergic to. But I just trust them. If they say that, I'm like, yeah shoot, yeah, I will never give you apple pie. Like, so the fact that people are just so weird about this, and I know in today's age, like there are a lot of people who will say they have allergies 
when really like they just don't want to, you know, eat gluten or have sugar. But the bottom line is there's still a lot of people who have allergies and still a lot of people who have really extreme gluten sensitivities. So why are we jumping to think that people are lying when they say this? And for mushrooms to literally be the cause of you not talking to your family anymore, like that is a new one. That is wild. I just can't imagine. I'm also just so glad I'm not allergic to mushrooms because I love mushrooms. I could eat them every day of my life. So please, God, don't let me be in a relationship with someone who has a mushroom allergy because I might tell my parents they have to sabotage the relationship just so I can get out of it. I'm kidding, but yeah. Again, I would just love to hear from someone who actually has been through this and had to put up with a family shunning them over an allergy wild, wild stuff. Again, not even convinced it's real. I mean, I am again, I, I was, I was not convinced it was real until I read the comment section. So I'm so sorry, girl. What did she put her name as? Uh, you know how they write like a fake name at the end and she wrote her name as disrespected daughter-in-law. Yeah. That's a little more than disrespect. I got to say, girl. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As usual, I talked 500 miles per hour and my mouth is dry as the Sahara right now. But I do want to touch on my legit shit for this week's episode. This one's a shout out to my friend Kristen, who uh, I told her that I had talked about this item on my blog, and then she listened to all my podcasts and was like, I didn't hear it on your podcast, and then was confused that I have a blog and a YouTube channel. So I will use this time to plug my blog and my YouTube channel, which you can find at baileyevan.com, B-A-I-L-E-Y-E-V-I-N, and on YouTube, by searching for Bailey Evan. But the thing I shouted her out for on my blog was an item called Smart Mouth Mouthwash. And this is a zinc activated mouthwash. And it could all be a scam, but it is patented. And I do feel like it's worked from my experience. And the way it works is it has one side zinc and then another side that's the activator. But when you pour out the bottle, they just automatically combine. And it's supposed to keep you having good breath for 12 hours, 24 hours if you use it consistently morning and night, especially if you use it consistently for two weeks. So I have a bottle of it that I keep by my sink and I have travel packets, which I think it's so genius to have mouthwash in a travel packet. And they're one of the only companies who does this. So the packet also has the two solutions separate, but then when you rip it open, you squirt them into your mouth at the same time. And I really think it's like helps like not having such a gross taste in my mouth when I wake up in the morning. And I'm not someone who really struggles like halitosis or anything like that. But, you know, you still want to keep your breath smelling kind of fresh. So I recommend this. I will link it in the show notes. And thank you guys for joining me on episode five. Can you believe we're at episode five already? I hope the cut never shuts down. But if it does, I'll just switch over to Daily Mail because their headlines are bomb. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.